The 2023 Oklahoma Sooners edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks, contest and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. That is the promo code CFBX. And finally, we are also brought to you by DraftKings. It's football season, so make sure you go download the app now and use a promo code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Final week of uh, season previews, and we got uh, one of the two schools exiting our great league called the Big 12, and that is the Oklahoma Sooners, a.k.a. Boomer Sooner. I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins. And joining me on this Oklahoma Sooners episode, he is the co-host here, on the Big 12 College Experience, and he's an Oklahoma Sooner fan himself. Uh, he's the Big 12 guru, and he's always fighting a family civil war, most often in the state of Oklahoma between the Cowboys and uh, Sooners. Give it up for Troy Tuning. What is up, man? What's going on? I uh, I think it's funny that just thinking about Oklahoma made Rush sick and he couldn't join us, but Props to him for being such a big, you know, BYU and West Virginia fan that he doesn't even doesn't even want to spend a second thinking about the Sooners. Which, if I wasn't if I wasn't raised the way that I was, I I don't know if I'd be as pr- proud of the Oklahoma team. But a little bit of bias. I, I've always I've always had a space in my heart for this team, so stuck watching them. Yeah, I th- this is a interesting one because I I feel like Oklahoma may be one of the more unknown teams now in the big 12 and you're not used to saying that because you're used to whether it's Bob Stoops or Lincoln Riley uh they were basically an automatic 10 wins I mean it was okay cast you over here you see everybody watch on youtube.com slash tce sees the over under win total at nine and a half uh about 15 years the last 15 years that was an auto overplay but now year two of the Brent Venables era last year I think it's safe to say Troy a year to forget for uh, Sooner fans because that was just a complete train wreck. Worst defense in the Big 12. Finished six and seven overall. Uh, they sucked against the spread, five and eight. They finished uh, tied for last in the Big 12 at three and six. Where did it go wrong? Yeah, I'll just I'll throw it right out there to you. Put it on a tee for you. Where did it go wrong for the Oklahoma Sooners in year one of the Brent Venables era? Well, 
we were we were just talking about this before the show, but where it went wrong was they were they were going to get the old defensive coordinator at Oklahoma before they went to Clemson and then now back as the coach, Brent Vittables. They were going to go get him because they needed help with their defense. And the, the you know, the Oklahoma offense has been kind of a train that just churns and churns and churns. You know, they get whether it's transfers or just random people being better than you think, but you know, they've been able to put up points and if you look last year when Dylan Gabriel was healthy, that didn't seem to be much of a problem. I mean, there were a few games that you wish you had more, but I think it went wrong because Brent Venables came over from Clemson and the league that Clemson's talent just outclasses everyone, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and mm-hmm. that he could play one certain style or a few certain styles and dictate everything in a league that's got, you know, You've got Kansas State teams going to run the ball right down your throat, and then you go to Lubbock and Texas Tech wants to throw the ball 55 times. And it just seemed like he wasn't really prepared for having to make all of these adjustments as much as he's going to be asked to do so. I agree. I mean, just looking at the points that they gave up, they get they got off to a 3-0 start. Yeah, the schedule was soft, but, I mean, they went to Lincoln, Nebraska, and I know Nebraska was in a transition year, but, I mean – Anytime you can go on the road and still win by five touchdowns, that's a good win. But after that, I mean, the wheels fell off. Got absolutely gashed by K-State in a primetime game in the Big 12 opener. They, they ended up only losing by seven, but that really was a two-touchdown game. And they basically just got punked the entire way. Then they go to TCU and just get absolutely housed. You mentioned it. Uh, TCU kind of just threw the ball all over the field. Don't Gabriel gets hurt. And then the uh, cherry on top, and I think all – Oklahoma fans want to forget this one was the 49 nothing ass whipping they took from uh, Texas, uh, the biggest defeat in Oklahoma Sooners history in the in uh, the Red River rivalry. So just a year to forget. I mean, other games, too. I mean, they give up 38 to Baylor, uh, 51 to Texas Tech. And you knew it was bad when they they lost to West Virginia, too, for the first time in the Big 12 era. So just a year to forget for the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, Do you? Just outside looking in before we dive into what they did in the transfer portal, off-seasons, additions, subtractions, do you think Venables has it going in the right direction headed into year number two? I've heard heard mixed things. I mean, he I think it's safe to say his seat's hot, even though it's only his second year. His seat's definitely hot. I um I don't know if there's just because of their schedule, I don't know if there's going to be a spot where things get so bad that they fire him in the middle of the year. Um, in fact, I think he's got things going the right way. I think he's finally able to bring in a couple of players that, you know, are guys that he, he's gone out of the way to get instead of just working with what's ever already there. And it's just, there's, they bring, when you bring back a quarterback that's as talented and has played as much as Dylan Gabriel, you, you kind of have that safety valve. Like, you know, you're, you're going to be able to sneak out a few games that you probably wouldn't have won if you had to be developing a quarterback or working with some other kind of a transfer or something like that. Gabriel bailed them out last year. They, they probably should have had a, an even worse record than they had last year. And he bailed them out of a few games. And I fully expect him to do that again this year, actually health determinant. But I, I went to that cheese it bowl against Florida state. And I mean, none of the, none of the NFL guys, none of the real starters were playing Dylan, Dylan played and, uh, he kind of had a team that might've been the best game that they played all year was their three point loss to Florida state. They, uh, they did go a little, maybe 
10 or 12 minutes without scoring a point. But throughout that game, they were, I mean, it looked like the backups were playing their ass off for them. So, I mean, maybe things are, maybe things are at least trending. I can't say that they're spiking upwards. You definitely want to look at that plus 450 uh, Big 12 championship bet, something like that. I think that might be a little too much, but the nine and a half is reachable, I, I believe. I don't know. It, it might be the ceiling. It, the over might be the ceiling, but it, I think it's reachable. Yeah, it, I think it's so ironic because everybody points to they lost Caleb Williams, and th- that was the reason why they collapsed. Yeah, they lost Lincoln Riley, too. They lost the package deal. But it wasn't the offense that was bad. Dylan Gabriel was good when he played. And like you said, if Dylan Gabriel wasn't there, they probably would have been a 3-9 and nine team with how bad that defense is. Um we will go in we'll, – we'll talk about it. This is the softest schedule in the Big 12. I don't know what Oklahoma did to get this on the way out, but we'll dive into the schedule and the 2023 Oklahoma Sooners. But after we talk about DraftKings, because like I said, you've waited all year and the time has finally come. Uh, college football is back. It's sort of the traditions of tailgates. And that means great offers at the DraftKings Sportsbooks. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Just looking, just looking ahead to week number zero. My favorite play probably of the weekend is I'm going to go with an old Mountaineer Rich Rod on the money line against UTEP. They're going to win their first FBS game. So that's my favorite week zero play. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code S or promo code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook when you use the code DGEN. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE NEW YORK. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for the gambling problem. Call 888-789-77 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 or older in most eligible states must uh, age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at uh, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And we are also brought to you by Game Time. And like you said, DraftKings is back. So is game time because football season is here. If you're looking, uh, if you're an Oklahoma Sooner fan, you got a couple home games. Uh, who we got? Arkansas State and SMU to start off the season right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, things are tough around in the, the economy right now. Inflation's up. So you're probably like, hey, I don't have the funds right now to buy these tickets. Or you want, hell, you want to go to the Red River Shootout at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. It, go to game time to get the best possible uh prices where you could just do it last minute you don't have to plan it all the way out um game time is a perfect place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months and events game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts and comedy and theater 
The uh, game time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find the tickets in the same section. Uh, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Then that is the promo code CFBX. That is snag the tickets without stressing the game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use a promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Woo! That was that was a that was a tongue twister there. We're back on the Big 12 college experience talking Oklahoma Sooners 2023. Uh those watching on youtube.com slash TCE see the win total set at nine and a half. Troy already teased it out, plus four fifty to win the Big 12. Six uh plus sixty five hundred to win the national championship for the first time since Bob Stoops. Uh early lean here, Troy. I think nine and a half is uh, correctly set. Yeah, I think nine and a half is going to be a tough one for me to uh, lock either way. I uh, I could see them winning 10 games, but I don't think that I could see myself being confident enough to place a bunch of money on them winning 10 games. Um, yeah, I mean, you said something right before the break. This is probably off the schedule in the league, too. I mean, they're... Mm-hmm. They must be thankful for what Oklahoma has been doing for the Big 12 for them to get this. I mean, not just the the not just the teams and, and who they play and where, but even having like Iowa State early enough in the year, like they knew the gambling issues were gambling. going down. We're gonna we're gonna set them up early in the year. They just, I mean, they got a lot of things to go their way. So uh, early lean, I'll say that they come up right at that nine or ten win marker. I would. I'm going under. I mean, just based off of the same logic I'm applying to Texas where, yes, their target's not as big as Texas because, I mean, everybody listening to this podcast, this is a horns down podcast. So uh, the target is not as big, but they still are leaving the league. They chose to leave the league. They're not going to get the benefit of the whistle. So I do think eh, they're not going to be six and seven bad, but I don't see them winning double digit games. But uh, let's talk about what they did in the transfer portal and some of the additions on the offensive and defensive side. Any moves in particular uh, that got some buzz going around Norman right now, Troy? Um, they had a they had an offensive tackle um, that was going to transfer from Stanford to Nebraska, and three days later decided that he would rather be in Norman. Walter Rouse is he's he's a pretty good. Uh, should really help an offensive line that lost a few people in the transfer portal as well. But, um, man, getting the edge rusher Trace Ford from from Oklahoma State to come to Norman is fucking crazy, man. I can't believe. Like, that. that if you're transferring to a school like Oklahoma, then your options aren't like Oklahoma and Marshall. Like, you could – there's plenty of other schools that could use your time if Oklahoma wants it. Absolutely ridiculous. If you had the, sh- the shotguns that uh, Colby shoots on his show, how the hell did you go from Oklahoma Oklahoma to Oklahoma State or Oklahoma State to Oklahoma or to Texas? You they, you know, all about guys having the freedom to transfer, but you are not allowed to transfer to your arch rival. There, That's absolutely disgusting. These NIL collectives are going to start signing that into these contracts, right? Like if you go to Ohio State, you can't transfer to Michigan, especially no. if you take $120,000 from us. You're going to have to go to 
you know, Florida International or thing. Go down to Boca Raton and go to FAU or something like that. Like get even go to Michigan State, but not fucking Michigan. No, no, it's no. Easy. I yeah. and of, and of yeah. course these kids, you hang a bag of money in front of them, they're gonna take it. I would be, I would do the same thing. But when you think about the difference, it's not like the NIL collective at Oklahoma is dropped extra $200,000 for Trace Ford instead of him going to Florida or somewhere like that. It's just crazy. It, some of these transfers are wild. Uh, I mean, uh, mean to mention another one. Austin Stogner transferred with his boy, uh, Spencer Rattler, to South Carolina and just transferred back to Oklahoma this year. So he went he went to South Carolina to beat Clemson and get some revenge for uh, his new boy, Brent Venables, and then just came back. I, I was just about to say, I, people talk about losing Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. They also lost Rattler, who went and had a decent year. I, he still is so up and down. Um, I, it's hard for me kid. to get. Yeah, he's. I mean, he he lost his job for a reason, and that they were things were not going in the right direction with Spencer Rattler. That's why they went to Caleb Williams, who's going to be the number one pick of the draft. But let's talk. Let's uh yeah I mean I guess Drake may could but I'll I'll put my money on Drake Caleb may. Williams. I I'll, I'll take Caleb Williams. I know I know I know Oklahoma fans don't want to hear that but um let's talk uh offensive side of things. Dylan Gabriel, how are you feeling about the offensive? What's the what's the vibes in, in Norman this year coming in with this well, offense? That was good last year. If it's if it's just vibes, the real issue is just at the wide receiver position, and uh, they still have a, the Farouk kid was pretty good, uh, pretty big catch radius. If I remember right, there are a lot of uh, balls that were probably going to be dropped at the college level that he was able to bring in. Um, you know, they get Stogner back at tight end, who's played there before, and decided to leave for a year and come back. But um, yeah. If it's just vibes, the last time they won a national title was with Josh Heupel. So that that lefty quarterback thing <laughs> seems to work for Oklahoma, and no doubt. I know they were uh, when when Kay- or when Colby and them were doing the Oklahoma preview. He brought up why why does Dylan Gabriel slide so late on some of these? Oh, I hate runs? that thing. It's a Kenny like, Pickett. Yeah, the like the 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 bait for the the fifteen yard penalty, which I mean, when it works and you get fifteen yards and you're into that team, it's kind of cool. But then we see last year that you get fucking clocked in the forehead and you don't even know where you're at for two weeks. It's probably not worth fifteen yards. I, I wish somebody had clocked Kenny Pickett that night because I I I agree with Colby. Like, okay, stop. It's not the player's fault. It's the stupid rules that we have in place where you can't hit the offensive player anyway. So now the offensive player is baiting you into a 15-yard penalty. That's over. That's not football. That's powder puff whatever bullshit. But, I mean, uh, Oklahoma uh, paid the price last year. Uh, Troy, if the Oklahoma Sooners are going to get back to being a good defensive football team, what is the reason why this year? Because that's a big question, especially with Venable. I mean, he's a defensive guy. He's supposed their defense is supposed to be good, but last year was not the case. I mean, you're hoping that, kind of like Dave Aranda, you're hoping that he can really help with the linebacking core because you know he was a linebacker. He's supposedly in camp, really, really more involved with the linebackers than he was last year. They've got a uh, an Iowa transfer that comes over Desan McCullough that is. A pretty good linebacker. Um, 
if their defense is going to be any good, the Big 12, they're going to have to get pressure and they're going to have to have linebackers that are that are they're not worried about hitting people. You got to grab people with two arms and hold on to them in the Big 12 or some of these players will just slip right away from you and you're giving up a 60-yard touchdown on a 7-yard slant route that should have even if it's completed, you know, get 8-9 yards and hold on to the damn guy. I think uh, a lot of the problems when Oklahoma's been good has been their defense, not not just with Venables, even in the past. And a lot of the issues have always been missed tackles more than anything, whether it's mm-hmm. over pursuit, like in the Boise State game, you know, you've got all these guys that think that they're the the, the fastest, baddest, strongest guys because we're we at Oklahoma. And they don't, you know, play their own position and trust that everybody else on the field is going to be able to make that play. You got to back to that, you know, kind of stay at home, keep contained. Maybe maybe Oklahoma could benefit from like a bend don't break style and 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 give that offense a chance to score forty five points or something like that. Yeah, I I I think you you hit the nail right on the head. Tackling was a big thing last year, and that's why they got gashed uh, by the run game, but especially by Kansas State. I mean, felt like K State was doing whatever they wanted that night. Uh, whether it was Martinez keeping it, giving it to uh deuce i mean it, it it was five six yards of carry they had no shot and i mean it carried over and you lose games like west virginia by just completely running the ball right down their throat that's all they did to them so uh we will go game by game on the 2023 oklahoma sooner preview but before we do that we got to talk about our sgp patreon because make sure you check out our patreon sign up today uh, for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first Sports Gambling Podcast stories just for you patrons, chronicling uh, the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There is even a Discord channel for all you patrons out there. That place is going to be absolutely popping for weeks here. So get over there. That is the Sports Gambling Podcast, and we'll always give out their picks for free. And this is a great way to fight back against the corrupt corporate gambling guys out there. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Reminder, the SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. And football season is back. The NFL right around the corner. Those listening, Oklahoma Sooner fans, you're probably Dallas Cowboy fans or maybe Houston Texans fans. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner. And Underdog NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on some favorite over-under plays uh they, shit they even got college football and nfl preseason now and of course make sure you enter the best ball mania where first place gets three million dollars that's maybe enough to buy out venables if they don't win enough games here actually no it's not enough to buy him out but hey might be able to pay for five percent of his buyout uh give an underdog pick him um i like like i said i i i really like that jack state play i'm also Looking at Ohio U going out to uh, San Diego State. Uh, I like I like the production the Bobcats got coming back. So head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% bonus deposit up to $100. That is the underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talking Boomer Sooner, Oklahoma. Final year in the Big 12. Coming off, what, the first losing season since uh, 
Jesus was born. I mean, they never have a losing season in Horman. So let's get right into it. Troy, they are going to be 2-0, and correct? They got Arkansas State and SMU. But you do have a trap game in here that you uh, teased in before we got on air. Yeah, I think – I don't know if it's a full trap game, but I do think that you should keep your eyes open in that SMU game. I mean, it's in Norman, so it's very, very unlikely. But I think SMU's got uh, – the program moving in the right direction and, and, you know, being able to legally pay players. SMU is about to be right back. I mean, they were doing the NIL before motherfuckers knew what that was. So they're going <laughs> to be right back. They got so much money. They said, we don't even need uh, the, the, the share from the ACC. We'll just join the <laughs> link for free. We'll, we'll get on the back end, pay us on the back end, backload our contract. <laughs> I, I do think you mark them down for O though. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see SMU. And also that, that Venables buyout, I think is $7 million. Oh shit. I thought it was more than that. So they, they might be able to buy him out. Maybe yeah, that underdog uh, three mil is, is, a uh, is a nice put him over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if been Pickens was it, there, he would have been gone after the Texas game. I bet. Well, we're about to talk about that game here in about a couple games because if he loses any of the first two, and then if he loses this next one, he might be canned right away, and they got a they got a big time road game here. They're going to Tulsa, where they're going to have eighty percent Oklahoma Sooner fans. So, uh, you got them three and zero. Yeah, I do have them three and zero. I think it's funny that they're uh, like the the big power conference team is going out of their way to play a group of five <laughs> on the road, and it's fucking a little farther northeast. <laughs> You know, you you fucking Oklahoma people. You guys are taking a page out of Alabama. They're going to South Florida this year and to play at uh, the Buccaneer Stadium, where I'm sure it'll be a hostile road environment with a 75% roll tide crowd. Uh, so the reason, quick note, the reason that this schedule is soft, it's not completely Oklahoma's fault. Uh, Greg Sankey canceled the Georgia-Oklahoma game. Which game did they replace it with? Was it the Tulsa game? I, I don't know if it was Tulsa or the SMU one, but just it had to be Tulsa because it's group of five on the road, right? Like, yeah, maybe. What, as, soon, <laughs> as soon as you're looking to fill a spot and on notice and Tulsa's like, hell yeah, we'll take $500,000. <laughs> I wonder uh, how much they're paying. We need to find that out, how much they're paying Tulsa to take the buses a little further northeast and barely even play anybody. Yeah, no, I, I, that thing, I can't, they've played at Tulsa in the past. I, and I, if I remember correctly, I'm sure that I'll get corrected by all the Oklahoma fans. They absolutely annihilated them. Yeah. The, uh, when you say that there's going to be 80% Oklahoma fans, I think that might be a little low. There's, yeah, I'm trying to give Tulsa a bone, man. I mean, there's there's, their program is so bad. I mean, it's not a knack on Tulsa, but like, you don't even have to go to school in the state of Oklahoma to root for Oklahoma. Like that's your pro football team. So I'm thinking more about like 92%. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you might be right. Um, so, all right. So that sets up a back-to-back road spot quote, back-to-back road spot. You got to go to Cincinnati. This is going to be big noon kickoff on Fox. So, this is an interesting spot because you know that Cincinnati is going to be absolutely jumping for this because it's their Big 12 opener. It's a parade there. Could 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 the Bearcats get them here? I think it could be close. I don't. Again, they get. If we take like, the points. I, I, 
I understand that it's the uh, like their Big Twelve opener, their first game in the league, and all that. But and they get Nippert in the beginning of the year, and Cincinnati they kind of have a, a couple of tough non-con games. It might not, it might not be as packed and as raucous as you think. Uh, I know they 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 do a great job there at Nippert, and they barely have lost at home in the last few years, but. Yeah, I don't think I can give them the win. <clears throat> I think you do want to take the points, though. I wonder is uh, there's not going to be a look at line by now. No, but I, I would imagine it's probably going to be around ten. Yeah, I would if say it's 10. anything, if it's anything, well, digits. You, know, I think you take the points there. I could see Oklahoma winning this game by like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, no, I <clears throat> I, I think on the Cincinnati preview, I did give them the win, but. I think Oklahoma will get out of here alive. So I'll have to do uh, my amends on the back end. So we got them Oklahoma 4-0. Then they go to – damn. So I had Iowa State winning in Norman because Matt Campbell always plays well there. But I don't know if I can do that now with, with all the uncertainties, although they might be back better without Deckers betting on the games and throwing interceptions. Might be addition by subtraction. Yeah, it could be uh, just from a – like a player standpoint, it could really be addition by subtraction. I, uh, yeah, I think the whole like media and bullshit around it is not going to be addition by subtraction. That's, you know, all the questions they're going to be answering and talking about is not going to have anything to do with what happens on the football field. Now, if they go to Norman and win the game, that could be, you know, the whole Matt Campbell stop fucking talking about the gambling thing. We're five weeks into this season now and we're playing football, but. I'm I'm not going to give it to Iowa State just because of everything that's going on there. I if we were to redo the Iowa State preview right now, the schedule I, there would be four more losses I think on there than I gave them just yeah. because there's so much, so many questions. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Oklahoma here. So we got I got I got Oklahoma too. Although I think this is going to be close as well. I don't think they're going to blow out Iowa State, even though they'll be shorthanded. They'll go in there. They'll make it a game because it's a look ahead to the game where they were absolutely embarrassed last year, and that was against the Texas Longhorns. Um, so we got them five and zero headed to the Red River Shootout. Um, absolutely embarrassed last year. Lost by forty nine. Worst loss in program history in this great rivalry. Do you got you got payback here, or you think the Longhorns got too much? Just with how poor the tackling was last year and the yeah. Longhorns having, you know, tons of playmaking talent. I don't know if you can give it to Oklahoma. I don't think it's going to be 49 to nothing. I, it better not be or he's getting fired after the oh, game. Man, that, I, they could be 5-0 and and lose that game 49 to nothing again. He might be gone. Yeah. No, he get the uh, – I, I can't pronounce the guy at Navy's treatment after they lost the Army and they fired him in the locker room, that's what they would do. They would pull the Lane Kiffin and not let Venables back on the plane if they lost 49 nothing again. Um, so are you giving this to Texas? Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Texas just to uh, kind of be a little bit unbiased. I think it'll be a pretty dang close game. I think this is uh, especially going to be something that the SEC wants to showcase on Big 12 dollars and Big 12 television. Yeah. They want these two teams really in well against one another, and I think I think you're going to get that, sadly. They should put this game on ESPN Plus. Fuck this game. Uh, I'll give it to Texas just because I don't think Oklahoma will start six and zero. If they drop Cincinnati or Iowa State, like got picked off by maybe Cincinnati, 
you know what? I'll, I'll say they lose at Cincinnati and then they beat Texas. That way I can just say that they beat Texas. Um, either way, five and one. We're both got them at five and one heading into the second half. Uh, then they got the bounce house coming to Norman. Is this, is this a, uh, th- this is coming off a bye though. Yeah, this is a buy for Oklahoma after a after a Texas loss for me. I think this is this is a very challenging game, but I think that the buy might might make me lean to Oklahoma here. I again, UCF could see something in that Texas game and really think, you know, we've got the offense and the speed on offense to just put guys in positions on defense to not make plays if that's if that's something that they notice. I uh I'm going to give this one to Oklahoma. I mean, this is Dylan Gabriel revenge game. So yes, yes, this could be in Norman. This could be the, this could be the Dylan Gabriel, like four or five, six touchdown game. I think, I think I agree. I think they, and looking back last year too, when they lost to Texas, they had a good bounce back against Kansas. I think a similar situation. I'll take the Sooners. We both got them six and one. Here we go. They head to Lawrence where they almost lost a couple years ago when uh, Caleb Williams was quarterback. So not, not no, no slap dick playing quarterback for the Sooners that day. They barely got out of there alive. They had to have a miraculous fourth down conversion to the Jayhawks get him this year. They almost got him in Norman last year. I think the Jayhawks might win all their home games this year. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've got Kansas winning this one. I think this is a uh, uh, one of the quarterbacks in the league that can probably outclass Dylan Gabriel. And of course, we're assuming they're both standing up and playing in this game. But yeah, big if. By the point in the season, if 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 Kansas is anywhere near when we did the preview on them, this is this place is going to be rocking. I mean, they're going to be doing the Fog Allen chant outdoors, and it's going to be kind of wild. I might throw up a little bit, but. Yeah, I got Kansas taking this one against Oklahoma. So do I, and uh, another reason is because they have who they have on deck, and that sets up the final, the the finale, as they say. And uh, Coach Gundy said, I ain't playing them, they're leaving. And so they're going to Stillwater Saturday, November 4th. That game's going to be at 7.30. Time is TBD. I can give you the time. It's going to be 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, prime time. The mullet's going to be back. He, I, he's, he's got a silent confidence about him. Everybody's picking against him. Troy, your two teams here, civil family, civil wars. Who wins it? The final time Saturday, November fourth. I think the mullet's going out with that that kind of attitude, without you know, really, really circling this game on the goddamn schedule. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna. Oh yeah. Uh, they're so this is so cool that they get it in Stillwater too. That it's the last uh-huh. game; they don't even have to go to Norman. Yeah, I'm fucking taking Oklahoma State here. <laughs> it's just too funny. Our 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 OAN boy Gundy is going to get this one done. With, with you might see three or four trick plays out of him. Hey, you know Oklahoma's own this series. Not to, not this night. Gundy is winning this fucking game. And you and you Sooner fans can take that to the bank. Let's go, Gundy. Oklahoma State wins the finale in Stillwater. So we got him six and three. Where's our picture of our guy? Because he subscribed to the Big 12 College Experience. There he is. Coach Gundy's ready to go. He got the mullet there. Got, uh, right off the fishing trip. Our guy, Oklahoma State to Dallas. Go check out the Oklahoma State preview. Uh, six and three. Then they 
So we got them losing two in a row. Come back home, play the what are my West Virginia Mountaineers. This is kind of a, a trap spot as well. I know they've lost two in a row, but West Virginia kind of has the blueprint to uh, beat them with the way they can run the football like K State can. I um, I don't think they lose that Oklahoma State game in Stillwater and then lose to West Virginia afterwards. Uh, I think if this was maybe a week later, like if they had to go to BYU and play three straight road games or something like that, you could see Venables fired and West Virginia having a way better shot. But I think because of where it's located at on the schedule, I'm going to have to go Oklahoma getting right against Virginia. Um, but again, this could be one, if Neil Brown sticks around, it's just see getting hotter and hotter for Brent Venables at this point, if they don't beat West Virginia by at least two Ooh. and a half touchdowns or something like that. Like if, if they, if they beat West Virginia by a field goal or seven points or something, man, it's going to be sauna hot. I think it is going to be sauna hot. I think Oklahoma barely wins like two years ago. Um, when, when, when uh Rattler was quarterback and they barely beat West Virginia. Oh, was that like 40 to 40 or something like that? No, that one was randomly. It was like 16-13. It was a random uh, low-scoring yeah, yeah. game in September. I think it's a low-scoring. West Virginia controls the clock with their ground attack, but Oklahoma just has enough. Um, also, the situation favors Oklahoma, like you said. Potentially off two straight losses, come back home to Norman. Uh, so we got them 7-3. and three. By the way, they've already hit the uh, they've already hit the under on our projection because the best they can do is nine and three. <laughs> you got to go to Provo the last uh, road game of the year. They ain't going to Provo and winning this eight. That's going to be a rough, rough game for them to get. To. I uh, I have Oklahoma winning this game, but I have this one as a straight coin flip. The uh, I mean, I got I, I I got them winning because I'm an Oklahoma fan. More than likely, that's the only little bus that pushed it anyway in that direction. But man, if they struggle against West Virginia and it's a close game, then I don't, don't think they'll go to Provo and do anything special there. That could be this could be trouble here on the end of what we what looks like a soft schedule, and then you just kind of get hit with the back to back Kansas Oklahoma State weeks. That could be, you know, real derail of the train. You know, Troy, they better get off to a five and start with the way that this thing loads up at the back end, kind of like uh, our TCU uh preview that we did. I, I got I got BYU winning. They they got this thing circled. They beat Bradford back in the day. They they've always played Oklahoma and Texas well. I got BYU so seven and four. You got a eight and three. Final game in the Big Twelve. TCU I believe on the TCU um, preview we had we had TCU no we had Oklahoma winning correct. Yeah, and I had Oklahoma winning there too, and I still gonna stick with that. Um, I think. Oklahoma's a little more proud of what they did in the big 12. And I think the rest of the league, you know, we've said this before, it's not quite like Texas in terms of that target on their back. It's still there. It's a much smaller bullseye and there's a lot more room for, you know, wow. They really did kind of carry the football side of this, this league for a while. I think, you know, playing at home last big 12 game, this could be ugly for TCU. Well, and it was ugly last year, so I I, I do buy into um, the finale, the revenge angle. So I'll take Oklahoma. I got them finishing uh, eight and four. You got them at nine and three. So we're both on the under. Do they get to Dallas? I don't think they get to Dallas. I don't think you can lose 
to Kansas and Oklahoma State back to back and get to Dallas. I think if if yeah. those teams win that Oklahoma game, then that means that they're going to have the tiebreaker over you or probably a game up over you. Um, no, I really don't think they do. Uh, it would be a great year for them to get there, but there's just too many questions on the defensive side of the ball that we don't know how they're going to play. And a couple of these teams are, I mean, Oklahoma State for sure is going to be wanting to send them out with a bang and getting the getting yeah. some of these teams' best shots. They could even instead of going eight and four, they could even drop one more and only only one Cincy. more game last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. So let's let's play the game. They go if they go seven and five, four and five in Big Twelve on the way out, or yes, say they lose the West Virginia game that we're talking about. Seven what and you, five. I mean, that UCF game is the one that could be. Even yeah. though it's in Norman, that's a that that's that kind of an offense is someone that has always given the Oklahoma team trouble, and specifically to Brent Venables last year. You know, any any kind of gashing over the middle has been we have nothing to do to stop that. No doubt. And so, so what happens if they go seven and five with Brent Venables? So they went from six and seven to seven and five. Whatever they do in the bowl game, they're probably looking got- at Josh Michael's buyout from Tennessee. I think so too. I, I, I think said. I think he might need to win nine games. Probably does. He probably With has this to schedule? win nine games. Yeah. He probably has to win nine games, and if somehow he can win that Texas game and it's nine games, like if they were to drop uh, yeah. West Virginia but beat Texas, or if they were to beat Oklahoma State and drop West Virginia, that might pull a little bit. But I still think he's got to get to that nine number for them to be confident enough. Um, like you might not fire him, but how how great of a coaching job are you going to do if you know your school's employing you, knowing they're looking for someone else at any point in time? If anyone becomes available that they're they're targeting, it's see ya. Yeah, I think if anything less than nine wins, he's a dead man walking this year or the following year. He may go into because they're going to the SEC next year. So if if they don't win nine games this year with this soft schedule. He I he may be back at Clemson. So yeah, we'll see. Um what's this what's uh the ceiling for this team? Dallas? I think I think I think ten wins in Dallas would be their ceiling. I think they would have to win that Texas game or they're gonna have to go on the road to Kansas and win that game. Um and not have a real slip up spot. Uh and just based on the performance last year and kind of the whole Oklahoma thing that slip up spot always seems to exist. And it's going to be the one thing I think that holds them back yet again. But, you know, if they can get to Texas and, and win that, win that red river shootout, uh, it's not a rivalry. It's a shootout. No one's going to shoot places up because they watch the Texas, Oklahoma fucking football game. People need to get over themselves. Uh, but off that, <laughs> off that tangent, if they go, if they go and beat Texas in the cotton Bowl and they're six and oh, going into that bye week, Again, it kind of it could work the opposite way. Is that that Kansas Oklahoma State road stretch? They could really believe that they're a pretty dang good football team. And you know, looking at TCU and shit like that last year, all you got to do is think you can compete, even regardless of what the scoreboard's saying at any time. And the game kind of finds ways to give you a chance to get back in and even it up. You just got to hope that they've got that momentum there. If you're an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I I got their I got their schedule pulled up from just previous years. That final Saturday in September is always like their hiccup spot. 
for some reason, whether it was Lincoln Riley, Bob Soup's now Brent Venables. So I'm looking at that Cincinnati game. That Cincinnati thing's got a trap spot written all over. That's a weird game. So, like you said, if if they drop that one all of a sudden and don't get the Texas game, then all of a sudden he he definitely would be in trouble. But we will be here every step of the way talking Oklahoma Sooners in their final year in the Big 12. But before we get out of here, Troy, tell everybody where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Troy Tuning, just my full name without any spaces. If you're watching on YouTube, you can read it. But if you're just listening, it's T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. And um, yeah, we'll have Big 12 coverage. Uh, finally getting through these stupid fucking previews. Uh, would rather watch real football and talk about it than, you know, imagining football. But yeah, I even looking at a soft schedule like this and then you get into the league play, it's like, damn, this, this conference is going to cannibalize one another. I mean, the more I look at, even the more I look at the next two teams that we have to do between uh, K state and Texas, I'm like, maybe you can't lose three league games and maybe, maybe only one team loses two and there's a three way tie with three, three league losses or something like that. I think I think that was our bold take that I don't even know how bold it is that a three loss team was going to end up in Dallas. I, we just keep doing these schedules, and I feel like everybody has uh, everybody has four or five losses on the season. Um, I think we've taken all the under so far on the I, I, Rush took the over on Texas Tech, but I've taken like three straight unders now on these teams at the top half of the league. Yeah, the correction the correction is coming back after after teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma State get a couple more league wins than people are predicting. It's things are going to be rough for the top teams. No doubt, I can't I can't wait. It's going to be I got a feeling this is going to be the funnest league in, in a long time in, in the Big Twelve. And Oklahoma fans, good luck to you in the SEC. You're you're leaving a hell of a league, and good luck uh good luck in the SEC. You're probably going to need it. Uh, you guys can find me at moneyline underscore mac. Uh, always in the discord can't like troy said can't wait for the games we will uh what we got left is k-state in texas horns down like we said i can tell you one thing this podcast is not going to be on that over nine and a half for the texas with that schedule they got they don't have cupcake city like oklahoma um but yeah no we got those two left and then next week we'll start diving into these week one matchups and we will finalize all our uh, season our predictions where I know we've given out wins on, on both sides with these different single podcasts. But, uh, yeah, next up, Kansas State Wildcats defending champs. Good luck with your bets, everybody. Let it ride.